I think the reason why I was invited uh, here is uh, mainly, I think, uh, I was away for two months to Thailand and uh, Japan. Um, I came back two, two weeks ago. And um, I, just before this evening meeting, I was in a field and uh, um, it was a very beautiful uh, evening, beautiful night. Um, uh, yes, it, uh, the field was, most of the part is still covered with snow and uh, Full moon is above eastern horizon, so uh, and then no crowd, so very clear, and uh, the the whole field was very bright. And I was walking, and I, I felt very happy actually. Uh, and today, uh, somehow. Although this is a full moon of February and the monks were wondering why today is not the Maga Puja, we don't know. But, but uh, this is a, a beautiful full moon day. And also in Chinese calendar, solar calendar, uh, about a few days ago, 4th of spring, uh, sorry, 4th of uh, February is the beginning of spring. Uh, how it comes? Uh, it's uh, astro. No, I, I, I forgot the English word. Um, the, the orbit of Earth, planet Earth around the Sun, uh, it's just a, it passed the middle point between. Winter solstice, sorry my pronunciation, and uh, spring equinox. So the spring equinox is actually in the middle of the spring. So in that sense, it's already uh, the Earth, planet, uh, planet Earth is part of spring already. Um, yes, the weather is still obviously winter-like, uh, but uh, Sunset is getting later and later, five o'clock, still sunset, just before sunset. And uh, I was, few, I think eventually I started enjoying uh, winter, uh, winter. Uh, after well, I came back from Thailand, this time I didn't have so much problem of jet lag, uh, but the, the 
adjusting to the winter was a struggle. Um, I left uh, this uh, Amaravati mid-November. It was already getting colder. And then I went to Thailand for two weeks. It was still hot there. And then I went to Japan for one, one, one month. It's a win proper winter there, just like here. And I went back to Thailand two weeks, another hot weather. And then I came back here this. So I felt like a in and out in and out of refrigerator. And now it's almost in a freezer. Um, but somehow after two weeks body I think accepted what's happening. And uh, in fact it's uh, not only this uh, full moon, but I found uh, the uh, winter scenery. Some reason this year very beautiful, more than uh, other years. Uh, maybe no wind, uh, it's so still, and um, tree branches, even the every twigs, I can see very clearly. So. Every year I appreciate this stillness very much. And also visually this year I also appreciate uh, beauty. Um, so um, so this, this, is how, uh, this is how I am now. Eventually um, I feel my being uh, settled. And uh, this winter retreat, uh, also the presence of the community and this temple itself, uh, I feel very um, grateful for uh, providing us such a um, peaceful, space. And um, my time away f uh, in Thailand and Japan for two months, uh, if I go through everything, um, maybe the st story becomes too scattered, so I try not. Uh, and yet, my whole experience was, I felt it was quite a lot. Uh, it's not a single story. Uh, the reason I went to Thailand this time was uh, in November first, was to attend my uh, preceptor's funeral, Chaukum Mahamon. Um, he died, he died 2010, exact, exactly the date uh, Lumpo Sumedo left Amaravati, 23rd of November. He died and his body was kept for one year and then cremated 
uh, it became royal cremation. It, it, he, his body was cremated late November. So uh, uh, this, this was my uh, major and important reason to visit Thailand this time. And uh, Upajaya, or preceptor, it's, uh, it is my preceptor, um, but I did not have much really personal connection. Um, when I got ordained at Wat Manachat in Thailand, Lumpocha was already quite sick and uh, he wasn't uh, function, uh, conduct uh, functioning as we would hope and he wouldn't be able to be our preceptor anymore. So any of the uh, foreign disciples of Wat Pananachat, uh, of course we need a, a preceptor to become ordained. And uh, so this Lumpo Mahamon, Chakum Mahamon, was uh, doing for us uh, Lumporiam, and then uh, Wat Papon, our main monasteries, acting abbot already, but he wasn't uh, authorized as a Upajaya by Thai Sangha yet. So uh, that's the reason why he, uh, Chakum Mahamon, uh, was doing for us. But, uh, well, when I was ordained, uh, Ajahn Pasano, now he's uh, the abbot of Abayagiri Monastery, he was the abbot of Wat Panachad, and Ajahn Jasar was the vice. Uh, and uh, he, uh, this um, Chaukum Mahamon, he had the poor health. Uh, he was suffering diabetes. Uh, so, with other reasons too, Although we were given uh, ordination by having him as a preceptor, we really didn't have a chance to be with him, living with him or any particular, even uh, personal uh, contact. It's not like a prohibited anything, but just the occasion didn't occur. So almost the uh, memory I have with him is uh, the date of ordination and really few other occasions. And uh, so 2000, yes, 2000 when I left Thailand, uh, I thought uh, better to pay, I should pay respect to my Upajaya because I knew I was going to be away from Thailand for some time. So I went to his monastery, uh, which is in the same province of Ubon, uh, Wat Panachat or Wat Papon is in Ubon, northeast Thailand. Uh, his monastery, uh, Chaukum Hamon's monastery, is um, same province, but in a, same, a different district, so maybe 20, kilometers away, something like this. And I went to pay respect to him. And so when I saw him, he said to me, 
โอ้ทำเป็นใคร in English who are you venerable so I had I had to say ลุงพ่อลุงพ่อเป็นอุปจาพรมนะครับ so I said ลุงพ่อ you are my preceptor so so he he I don't know he really recognized me or anyway we had a nice chat um, so that's such a very uh, we q u a t h i n k connection I mean you you would think Upaja is something uh, very uh, special like here Lumpo Sumeto used to be and now Achamaro is and and yes it's a uh, important presence. Who gives us authorized uh, connection to the lineage through ordination, and even in a chanting we do imina punya, imina punya kamena upajaya gunotara. So that when we share the me- uh, merit, goodness, or practice, the first one to share merit is the the impari actually upajaya. In English translation, uh, what is spiritual teachers or something like this? It it, it is translated, but so it becomes more meaningful to everybody, not just a uh, ordained monastic's context, I guess. But as so, it is clearly emphasized the importance, significance of uh, upajaya. So you would think, yes, you have rich memory or some emotion towards the person that you'd hope. But uh, uh, my case, uh, very very minimum uh, connection. Also, I remember on the day of ordination. He he was actually in hospital. He was uh, because of the diabetes. He had to be in the hospital on and off. And also at the same time, l u m p o c h a was almost going to die. He didn't die, but many people thought he would. So uh, many of us went to the Ubon Hospital. To be with him, including Achan Pasano himself. So for my ordination, uh, Upajaya, uh, Chaukum Mahamon, and uh, Achan Pasano, the chanting monk, both of them came out from the hospital. Uh, and then, when ordination was over, both of them went back to the hospital. And also, many people went. Uh, lay people went to Ubon Hospital. So, uh, my ordination had uh, only one lay people uh, audience. So, when I see the uh, here, uh, it's something ordination, something very much uplifting, and uh, it becomes a big uh, gathering. But my one was very, very much quiet. Um, So I, each time I found, each time when we have a ordination, I found it's very interesting contrast to my life. Uh, 
so, so this, this was my, um, how my upajaya uh, had been to me. And yet, yes, uh, I wanted to go. Also, somehow, I felt I need to in, um, encourage myself to be at this occasion. And uh, I am glad that I went. The, I think the reason, yeah, the actual royal cremation was uh, quite a gathering. And to me, to going back to Ubon, uh, almost 13 years. So, uh, so that to connect with this very strong uh, atmosphere of pious community in Ubon itself was already quite uh, significant. And then a gathering of the cremation, a uh, uh, royal funeral. I don't know actually how many people came, but uh, it, it was an event, event of the district itself. So the many uh, officers, uh, local people, as well as uh, monks from Wat Papon's branches, uh, so, it, I felt very much um, moved by the gathering itself. It is experience, same as you would find at the Wat Papon's Rumpocha's annual gathering in, 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 in January. Uh, I'm sure Ajahn Amaro and the later sisters uh, gave a talk on that, uh, and that that gathering also the quite huge gathering, and uh, so I think size of the gathering. I, I don't have any good sense for how big it was, but but similar, and uh, I felt like a people. How many people? May, maybe tens of a thousand people. And the cremation was, uh, they made a mount, uh, similar size as uh, what Papon's Chedi, where Rinpoche's relics is kept. Um, well, if you don't, if you haven't been to Wat Papon, this doesn't give you a size. Uh, I, I don't know, in terms of diameter, maybe. 20, 30 meters or more, something like this. And then on the top of this mound, they put, uh, 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 they brought a coffin of Chakum Mahama. Um, it was very sunny day. It's November, late November, begin before, well, beginning of cold season there. So it was still hot, but not too hot. And then the rainy season was over, so I still remember 
the night time, the sky was quite clear, daytime too. And uh, what I was very moved or touched was constant flow of lay people coming. Uh, it's a Saturday, Sunday event. And uh, usually Saturday, Sunday, when you have a, a holiday, when you don't have to work, and the people rest or looking for some fun. But there, uh, to come to a monk's funeral, and uh, many of them wearing white, and uh, so, uh, uh, how to say, this, just the people, people come, nothing worldly, nothing, no excitement, any entertainment or anything, but just one monk who was respected or loved and to offer incense or sandalwood to the cremation. Uh, I couldn't imagine such a thing. You know, the thousand, tens of thousand people just for that together. Uh, it's a power of uh, pious community. Um, and also to, to see this whole uh, strong sense of uh, strong, um, strong what? Well, the, the power of the pre uh, gathering. I started uh, somehow connect with Chaokum Mahamon, my preceptor, more and more. Lumpur Smedo was there too, and uh, I didn't know much about how Lumpur Smedo had the con a connection with uh, Chaokum Mahamon. Um, it's going to be in uh, next Forest Sangha newsletters issue, and the Tang Venerable Hinsako is the editor, and he for, forwarded me the uh, Rumpos Medo's uh, contribution. So, uh, so uh, and in that, uh, Rumpo used the word uh, Chauko Mahamon was his friend and mentor. To, for, uh, for his uh, early days at Wat Papong. I mean, he used the word mentor. I was very surprised. Uh, the Chakum Mahamon himself is about 15 or 16 years senior, was uh, senior to Lumpos Medo. Uh, but uh, he was, rather uh, at the beginning of his monk's career, he was more scholar monk, Pariyatti monk and then getting quite actually famous in a local community. Uh, and then having heard Rinpoche's uh, reputation, he came to Wat Papon to, to join and then train under Rinpoche's guidance. Uh, actually Rinpoche's medal 
had come earlier, was said Tanchakun Mahamon came soon, a bit after his arrival at Wat Papong. And uh, when Lumpo Smedo was still new to the community and then having to go through all the difficulties, including language and other things, uh, Chakun Mahamon was very much helpful. I think in that sense, I, uh, Lumpo used the word mentor. And uh, also when uh, Chakum Mahamon started his monastery, uh, where actually the cremation took much, many years later, uh, when the, the lay people invited uh, Lumpo Cha to establish uh, brand, some branch of what Papon Lumpocha took Chakum Mahamon and then uh, Lumpos Medo. So that's that's the reason why at the Uposata Hall of uh, Chakum Mahamon's monastery there's a mural painting and uh, Lumpocha's Chakum Mahamon and uh, Lumpos Medo's too. So there's a strong connection which I wasn't so aware until uh, Lumpo told us, uh, and also actual uh, f gathering of funeral, uh, cremation, I was uh, reminded. And uh, also to my surprise, Ah, so how it happened is so the Saturday, 26th of November, some, something like this, uh, the body or coffin was already moved to the cremation site on the mount day before. But then as the actual day of cremation, late afternoon, all of us, went to pay respect to his coffin and on the mount, and everybody offered the flowers and the incense. Uh, and uh, when it became dark, uh, I think Rumpo Smedo gave a talk. Um, on the top of the mount, the Chakomamon's body was there. And then uh, covering the whole mount, monks are sitting. Um, some of the monks, because it still we had more monks, so the other monks, including myself, was just uh, sitting uh, at the bottom where we had a tent. And then uh, there was a Tamma art. This uh, Tamma art was just in the middle of the mount, and the Rumpo Smedo gave a talk. Uh, and another senior monk, and after that, actual cremation took place. The, the, the fire was put, and it, it took half an hour. It had a big frame. Uh, anyway, following morning, uh, I was uh, very, very lucky or fortunate 
that because I had the opportunity to pick up my preceptor's ashes, which I didn't expect at all. Um, in the morning, few, na uh, few names were announced uh, to, to collect uh, Chaku Muhammad's ashes, most of them senior monks, quite senior monks, including Rumpos Medo, and also some of the cross disciples. I was just there, uh, but then uh, my, uh, Achan Wilai, who was the uh, chanting monk for my ordination, and also the cross disciple of Chakum Mahamon was there, and he spotted me, and he uh, prompted me, encouraged me, and then uh, allowed me to, to, to pick up the ashes too. And that, you can, I hope you can imagine how it, it meant a lot to me. Yes, I haven't had uh, so much contact with him when he was alive. And yet, I felt like a, he, my preceptor, or, or whoever it is, allow, I was allowed to actually pick up his body in this way. So my, my feeling was then was it's more than honored. Uh, Yes, I was so grateful. And uh, so all of this, uh, because of the, all of this, I, I, I said, I am very glad that I went. And uh, yes, it's about somebody's death and then somebody who has uh, somebody uh, we, I have, or we have gratitude and a connection, and yet uh, lively. There wasn't any lively connection earlier, but somehow to be in the cremation itself, and even until now, the the, the feeling of warmth, affection, or appreciation, gratitude, connection, that uh, became more tangible, clear, and even I feel it's uh, getting stronger. So I, and uh, I briefly mentioned how I felt this to, to Rumpos Medo, and uh, he, he just said, Yes, now you have a memory. And a memory in that, not that sense of uh, to be attached to, a, to or something like this, but memory to relate. So uh, that, that's in that sense too, uh, I didn't 
expect the, the, the funeral itself would uh, make some, bring more significance to the relation. I, I was more like a, just, just attend the ceremony. That was the original sense. But later, having attended this uh, cremation ceremony, to recognize uh, the presence of my Upajaya in my heart uh, became and is becoming still uh, stronger, which I feel. Another word. Sorry, I can't find the word now. Important feeling. Um, so, <coughs> so that was my uh, experience in Ubon, and also the, the, I went to. Uh, I stayed at Wat Panachat, and then Wat Panachat is the place I became ordained. I started the life as a monk. Uh, but I was there only two years at the beginning, and then later on, I, most of the time I was with Ajahn Koesako, Japanese senior disciple of Lumpocha. Uh, so from time to time I visited Ubon, but I never had a chance to stay at Wat Panachat. So it was also the became opportunity for me to back to back to my birthplace. And uh, it's almost twenty years since since I was there. And things, some of the things changed, but still the, the basic structure there. And uh, to see, to be back to the birthplace, and somehow the sense and the memory of how um, I became a monk, or how I started, and uh, the The word that came up to my mind was uh, transformation. Uh, to, to I could see, uh, just like I, as a layman, I, came, I arrived there 20 some years ago, I saw the uh, lay people to Anangarikas to newly ordained monks, and uh, I could see this, this life, uh, this samana life, it's not necessarily easy. Many, many things we have to go through, from the cultural difference, climate, living in a community, under the Vinaya, and uh, this and that, and so that the process of transformation, 
when I was there to, to see these people or to remember how I was, the word transformation came up to mind. And that, of course, in, uh, includes hardship, some joy, but quite hardship involved. So uh, to relate to that part again in my uh, heart or in my being was also uh, good uh, experience. And so somehow I was uh, back in a really strong Buddhist, Theravada Buddhist or Thai forest tradition, that, that, that culture, really the center of that culture. And I went back to Japan in early December. Uh, the reason why I went there is uh, mainly to visit my mother. Um, she's already 84 years old, and when I uh, was ordained in Thailand, it, it's not like now, I'm not, no internet, international call is very expensive, or even to come out to Bangkok was hardly possible. So only the communication I had with my mother or parents was to write a letter occasionally and then get a reply every few months, something like this. So uh, more like a, to compensate it, I, I, want, I want to visit my mother as often as possible. So last few years, um, with the support of the Sangha here and uh, like people, uh, generously people, I, uh, I've been visiting my mother once a year, last few years. So I did. And uh, this time, um, somehow I made uh, too many appointments with other friends. So I had a quite engaged time. And yet, uh, it was not, um, because I was visiting there every year, so it's not like a very diff, uh, fresh experience. I, I, I believe I was, I'm getting used to it, but still the contact with my uh, home country was interesting. Um, I think when I am here, I'm living in a monastery, protected, very established, protected environment. Although living in the UK, living in the West, living in a material, mater, uh, very modern society, I do not have so much chance to see the uh, the life outside the monastery, or not to be exposed, so to speak. Uh, but when I went to Japan, I was with my ma at my mother's place and also uh, traveling, visiting this place, that place. So quite a percent of it is just, just uh, in the middle of modern Japan. And also, if I am here, 
I, I think being a Japanese, being Asian, not just being a monk, but also being Asian, so uh, somehow I have a dis I can maintain the distance with the world outside. But when I go back to Japan, it is my native place, so somehow uh, objective distance, to keep objective distance becomes more somehow challenge. Lots of memory or actual personal relation, including uh, actual personal relation or uh, some shared ideas. Lots of things can affect my mind. Um, also, I was... So, so, to be in Japan each time, I find very much learning. I don't use the word challenge. I can enjoy it, but uh, the experience I have there is something I wouldn't have uh, in the inside life inside the monastery here. And uh, so uh, my presence, uh, I try to see my presence as a monk, as a samana, in an objective way. And at this time, each time I notice, but this time I felt even stronger that this uh, samana or monk's uh, lifestyle or being was really out of context. It's, it's not negative or positive in any, any sense. That's my objective uh, observation. Uh, like, yes, Japan is very much organized and a very efficient society. Um, for instance, when I arrived at the airport, uh, the luggage, you, actually you don't have to carry. You can uh, bring certain counter and then they will bring to my home. Now, of course you have to pay, but even to, to pay uh, can be done at my, at my mother, so I just deposit my luggage. And if you leave it in the morning, it arrives there in the, after, uh, in the evening. So it's quite, I mean, uh, needs to be very much organized, clear uh, network, I can imagine, for, for this kind of uh, uh, business, but it's very helpful. Or when I traveled to Tokyo by uh, bullet train, uh, it's about 300 miles, uh, over two hours journey, and uh, for, from Osaka to Tokyo, my home is nearby Osaka, and then uh, it's 300 miles and only two or three stops. And then to, to just before Tokyo, about 10, 20 minutes before Tokyo, uh, the conductor made an announcement about uh, some problem. Um, the, the train was obviously going slower 
it was supposed to run very fast and until it reaches Tokyo, but the, the speed was decreased. And so the conductor was saying, sorry, the train in front of us, maybe five minutes uh, before our train, had the passenger uh, emergency case and patient. So they had to stop at certain station, which was not planned, and then had to 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 get this passenger saved. So they, they made an emergency, emergency stop at a certain station. That's why we were running slow. So we, we are now about four minutes delay. And then the announcement carries on uh, every few minutes to say, oh, now we delay two minutes, one minute. And then by the time we arrived in Tokyo, it was on time. And uh, I was, um, well, I'm a Japanese, I'm supposed to know this, but I, I was very impressed. Also in uh, Tokyo, uh, in Tokyo, in the circular railway, uh, again, similar incident happened and then the conductor was saying sorry we left the train such and such station 30 seconds delay so sorry for any inconvenience nice <laughs> nice what the inconvenience was <laughs> for just 30 seconds but I later I realized that the network of the train even one minute two minutes makes difference in terms of connection so, so this is how the society functions. And uh, very organized or efficient. And that also there was uh, many things I experienced. I mean, one of the things is a tsunami earthquake issue. My home was away, quite away from the affected area. Uh, three to four hundred miles away. So even the problem of uh, nuclear pollution, which was quite a tricky issue now, uh, wasn't a problem at my place at all. But just a still impact of the disaster is in the air, I mean emotionally and also as a fact how to rebuild the area. So when you see the television, watch the television, some news or some documentary, some discussion was on always, still. Uh, so this, this was there. Or when I talk with um, my old friends, they are already uh, 50s, so uh, of course, they've been through various, various things in their life. Some people, some of them are quite responsible in a society, yes, or some uh, having a problem, or just to hear the old life stories. This is a totally different thing. But when I was in Japan, in a different way, it was uh, quite uh, rich. So, so my, how to say, uh, 
it, it was very much different how I could be, would be in a monast monastic context. Uh, lots of feeling or thought, uh, perception or even emotions could arise. And uh, that's the opportunity for me to find find what is the right place. Uh, what I want to say is, like in Thailand, is one uh, in very strong experience to be back in, uh, let's say, our source and a very strong religious uh, place. And then another place, my hometown, home place, lots of emotional connection, of course, and very modern, very organized, and lots of individual lives I know. So th this is very much different. And then, so how I, I, would relate to this. Or in my, in my word, uh, how where I need to be. You can say what's the practice in short. But uh, where, how, where, where, and uh, so that, that's uh, good learning to me. And uh, when I was in Thailand, uh, I had a very fortunate opportunity to be with Rumpos Medo a few days. And, uh, and when I traveled with him from Ratanawan, uh, where Lumpo nowadays usually lives, to Wat Panachat, about s several hours journey by car. And I was very lucky I was sitting next to him. So uh, sometimes I had a chance to chat this and that. And uh, one thing he said was, uh, I, I forgot what kind of context he said this, but what he said is, what Lord Buddha passed on to us and what Lumpocha gave us is total, total relinquishment. This is, uh, and uh, when I heard this, I really and, and uh, uh, after I arrived at Panachat, I, I wrote a note in my diary. I wasn't, but then I wasn't sure whether he said that total relinquishment or complete relinquishment or perfect relinquishment. And somehow, uh, a few days later, he used the same phrase. And uh, I then 
I became, it became clear it was a total, total relinquishment. And when I heard this, my, my heart immediately rejoiced. And also, uh, I have to say, sense of relief, unburdening kind of relief. And um, yes, this, this total relinquishment. And the relinquishment is, is really opposite, completely opposite of how world functions. In the world, in my understanding, world, the usual sense of world is about gaining. Uh, either it's about the material or name, status, or even knowledge, just a gain. Or a bit more Buddhist, uh, Buddhist term, gaining uh, sukkavedana, happiness, or sukkavedana, present feeling, and then escaping, uh, escaping from dukkavedana. But this is also the, the act of gaining more sukkavedana. Uh, so, so that the, how to get, how to, just like a Japan, how to become more efficient, or so the, yes, so gain more, more. And if, when there's a problem, economy is another example, when there's a problem, okay, how, how can we uh, get the profit more, or how, can we have more, uh, what's the English word, um, econo- make our economy grow more. So always in terms of grow, grow, and then gain. But then our life and our practice is opposite. Relinquishment. At what Panana chat, when we, in January, when we had the uh, international uh, elders meeting, and at the beginning, Rampoliam came to what Panana chat and he gave us a Dhamma talk. And in that, also, uh, he used the word uh, relinquishment. As a, to me, it was a key word. Um, he would use the word either Thai word, siasala or la. And a Thai word, la, it's a, just a one syllable word, but the la uh, can be translated as a leave. If there's something, la, leave. So, it, it is opposite of holding, holding on to so the la. And then when you see the Lumpolian, uh, it's, it's a perfect example of being at ease. And uh, he, when he was here last summer, last summer in May, June, uh, often we went to see him to offer massage and then uh, just cozy, very uh, 
informal meeting. And then we, we would hear very interesting Dhamma. Uh, and one afternoon, we had a Thai monk. Uh, he already went back to Thailand, but he asked question to Rumpo Liam. And Rumpo Kap, Pom Patiba, Yamai Pen, Patiba Yak. The practice is difficult. I can't make it. It's so difficult. And then Rumpo uh, Liam's answer was, uh, uh, the practice is not difficult if you don't have uh, views and opinions. Dittimana. Oh, I don't remember. He might he might have used the word uh, if you don't if you leave the dittimana la. So the again in in Rumpodiam's, uh, view too. Uh, this relinquishment rather than holding on to was key, quite important. And uh, each time when I hear, I feel uh, uh, that kind, quite a relief, inspired in that way. And also the total relinquishment. And I, this has the word total. It's, it's, it's not like a, a partial relinquishment or this and that relinquishment, but a total relinquishment. And uh, this also to, I found important. It, it's, it makes it simple. If it is uh, partial or somehow maybe that kind of relinquishment, uh, it's rather more complicated, or you have to sort out, sort out. But when we, when we say complete relinquishment, this is also to, to me. Whenever when I heard this, or whenever I remember this word, it makes me feel really relief, total relinquishment. And uh, mm, for example, when you might remember Rumpos Medo used to use the word when he talks about meditation or yeah, holiday, holiday of the heart. That's actually a translation of Ajancha's word, Pakpong uh, Tang Chai. Literal translation of Rumpocha's word is pakpon, is resting, tangchai, of the mind. So the resting of the mind, I mean, which means a lot, but Rumpocha translated in a more uh, creative, his creative way, which really gives us a clear sense what Rumpocha meant. Holiday of the heart. It's an excellent translation. And uh, here, holiday, when you imagine holiday is, what is holiday? Is when we go to the holiday, uh, why we feel relaxed? It's just 
no issue, no engagement, no business. We, all of them we put aside, and then we relax, doing nothing. This is the, 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 this is holiday, the word, the, the taste of holiday conveys. And so in that sense, to me, uh, holiday of the heart, this is a place same as total relinquishment. Um, it's not like a try to relinquish. You have to, okay, this is a problem. I do not want to have this, or I should not have this, or what shall I do, how to let go, how to relinquish. This is, I would say, partial, negotiating, but what the matter is total relinquishment. And uh, so, so to have this sense, I like the word la, it's just a leave or a drop. Um, yesterday, when, I, when we had a funeral chanting, and then one of them, Vipassana Bhumi, in that, we have a chanting of uh, Paticca Sampada, dependent origination. And uh, when I was chanting, when we are chanting, ah, yes, another some message. Um, the world, I said that the game is the world, just, just constant uh, flow, constant event of gain, gaining. But also the world, what world does, well, what is world is the, this following, this uh, sequences of Paticca Sampada, Paticca Sampada from the Avicca and so on, Vedana, well, actually Vedana, Pasa, Vedana, Tangha, Upadana, contact, feeling arises, and then uh, desire arises, attachment. So the how we create a world, how we create a suffering, how we fall into the suffering, this is a uh, very good example, a very good uh, way to explain how we function. And then the world is just blindly, constantly following this flow of Paticca Sampada. And when we say, or when we, uh, the word uh, total relinquishment is, it's not about to sort out this sequence of Paticca Sampada not to happen or change some way or s- try to stop it, but actually la. Stop completely step back. Not, not like a going there in a Paticca Sampada, in a sequences, you have, to, you have to look at this, you have to change this, this is too much, I have to do this. No, when, when I hear total, just we are completely out of this. This is, um, I think, this is the reason why, to me, when I hear this kind of 
uh, word, phrase, expression, when I hear, I feel very much relief and joy. So the Rinpoche's Medo's uh, word, total relinquishment. This is um, something I always like to remember or remind myself either in a, a monastic situation like this or in Thailand or in Japan or in meditation itself or just a daily activity where anything can happen. Anything might not happen, but just, of course, as a result of karma, we experience feeling, contact happens, feeling happens, and then maybe even the desire, even the attachment happens. But, or in a meditation, maybe various thoughts happen or various events happen, desirable, not desirable, or I have to be mindful of this, I, I need to gain this, or I should not. All the stuff might happen. But when we say this, total relinquishment is just we leave all of this. Or my way of taking it, we do not have we do not have to pick it up in a sense of total holiday, holiday of the heart. It's not about to change the phenomena, to change the sequences of starting from Avicca and so on, particularly Pasa, Vedana, Tangha, Upadana. Not about to, to worry about it or to, to think about it or to give a judgment about it, but immediately leave or not pick up. Then my, my experience of it is relief and joy. And in this, uh, I, so I, I I really um, I'm grateful and I appreciate that I was uh, not appreciate. I'm grateful is the right word. They had a chance to become ordained, having a Chaku Mahamo as a preceptor, a Jampasano teacher. Uh, then about then, and uh, also I came here. Lumpur uh, Smedo was here, or Lumpur Liam. Uh, and now Ajamaro is here. And uh, to be this form of Samana, uh, is it a form of? I can say this is my, I, I, I extend that this form is actually t- form of total 
relinquishment. That's why it's really extreme. That's why I felt in Japan just completely out of context. Uh, should be the case. And the uh, world changes so much, but this is 2,500 years old. And somebody said, I don't keep money, I don't keep any money. And uh, one of the Japanese who was uh, actually the president of some company, he said, wow, you are like an emperor. And he was, it's a, it's a, in a positive sense, he said, it's a, uh, because the life there or here, I, I believe the same, always about the money, money, money. This is to do with gain. And then the pain follows. But once you give up the money, it's a freedom. You do not have to worry. Uh, that's, I think, he, he, this, this person was very kind and I think quite wise person. So having heard how monk's life is, he immediately understand how uh, skillful the lifestyle is. But this is the form um, of, in my, something I'd like to say is this is also form itself also convey the truth of total relinquishment. And because the world is going completely opposite, gaining, and the world is not, not just a physical presence of outside the monastery, but actually this is our conditioning. The world is here, so we, actually I said gaining, gaining, uh, looking for uh, present feelings, Sukha Vedana, escaping from Dukkha, Vedana, and then uh, holding on to Ditti, Mana, all of this, what we call the world, is here, our conditioning, and that is very strong for such a long time, and we, if we are not aware, we become easily lost, we become easily drawn back to old, or such a strong uh, conditioning. And so this, this uh, idea, phrase, total relinquishment, I found it's a very um, wonderful reminder of where we need to be, and how we need to be. And it's, it's, it's not like, oh, you have to relinquish, you have to be this, but rather a uh, wonderful uh, pointer. And then whenever we recognize this, uh, we would feel, I hope, relief and uh, joy. So I, I shall have to stop. Thank you very much. Sadhu Dhamma Sadhu Dhamma Sadhu Dhamma Sadhu